thinking of like a Sarah McLaughlin song. Oh, yeah. I'm just trying to get to the creepiest part. Okay. 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 Steven Tyler, calm down. Uh, first of all, that's the new Steven Tyler song. That is... Uh, I didn't know that Steven Tyler had a solo career. No. I shouldn't be surprised, I guess. I mean, he shouldn't have one no, based well, on that song alone. Neither Aerosmith, if you ask me. Yeah. But people would probably think I'm an asshole. Aerosmith might be one of my most hated bands. Yeah, I don't really see much <laughs> redeeming about them. When you them. get these conversations, people get heated because, especially when you talk about like, the classics. Because if you ask me, like I think we talked about it on here. To me, like the Nickelbacks and stuff, I don't give a shit. That shit's obviously not good. Yeah. But to call those the worst bands ever is stupid. Like, honestly, to me, like, the most offensive to my ears is, like, the Led Zeppelins and the Doors and the Pink yeah. Floyds. Yeah. And some people will act like you are blasphemous for that stuff. Yeah. But I mean, it's just I don't classic really... rock, to my ears, which is my opinion, Yeah, is the worst thing besides Psychobilly. Oh, God. Psychobilly is the worst. Yeah, like, you're right. I would truthfully, and uh, our friend Doug, yeah, we were talking about it, we were playing Grand Theft like, Last night, I think, or the night before, I would seriously sit down and listen to an entire Skrillex record, like, miles before I'd listen to, like, a Horror Pops record. Mm-hmm. That's just me, though. That's my ear. Yeah, I agree. So, like, And the same with, like, The Doors. I just can't deal with that, like, classic rock, like, psychedelic stuff. I know some people, I have friends that love it. Yeah. It's not for me. No. And Aerosmith, to me, is not, like, psychedelic necessarily, but they, Aerosmith embodies the worst, most extravagant of that classic rock mentality and sound and just yeah because there's like nothing good about them. no it just doesn't do it for me and of course you have people i say it and they're like well yeah and you like punk and blah blah blah. and it's like i get it like it's not as talented or proficient i don't care yeah it doesn't matter aerosmith hurts me yeah so a solo country tinged like modern country take it's not even country tinged it's just country it is it's like a toby keith song with steven tyler singing and apparently with the lyric, when I looked at you, he just wanted to go right to fucking. Oh, yeah. He says, when I look at your eyes, all I can think about is bang, bang. Like, yeah. Like, all what? I want to do is bang, bang. Like, like the 4th of July. And, and that's what I mean is like, it's just kind of weird because it's like, well, I looked at her and I thought she was pretty fuck. Time to fuck. Yeah. It's time to go yeah, right yeah, yeah. now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I agree. Well, I mean, sorry, I'm dealing with something actually for real right now. So, yeah, <laughs> Justin knows, but yeah. I'm trying to respond to a text. It's kind of important. Yeah. Um, welcome to Big Snackers. It's from Steven Tyler. And uh, it is actually from <laughs> Steven Tyler. And he said, Why you did dissing on me, man? <laughs> that was a horrible impression. Yeah, it was really bad. Your impression th- uh, that I recorded before we started was much better. Yeah, that was his new song. That's his second single to follow up that one. Yeah. Um, seems a little strange. I mean, he's just, t- he's talking about like fucking anything he can and, and he like, do you have a daughter? Do you have a son? <laughs> well, that first one we just listened to was kind of like the setup of kind of like, 
oh, I'm kind of a normal older guy, and I see that girl, and I want to bang her, and then by the second song, he's just unhinged. Yeah. He's I understand. He's just he's just wanting to fuck. He, he, well, the thing is, it. he's 67 now. Is he? Yeah, I looked okay. it up. Okay, we were and he, we said seven. he hasn't been married since 2006, so like... He hasn't been? No. Uh-huh. Oh, he's horny. Yeah. I don't know if he's been out fucking, like, you know, Oh, whatever. he has. I mean, I would. You would fuck him, or mm-hmm. if you were him, you'd mm-hmm. be out fucking? I mean, a little both. <laughs> okay, well... You know? If I was him, I'd fuck me. You get it? If you were Steven Tyler, mm-hmm. you would fuck Justin. Yeah. If you were Steven Tyler, are you saying like you wouldn't even know who Justin was, or like you'd still have your mind and Steven Tyler? It would body? be we would be it would be a Freaky Friday situation where we switched minds. So you would have your brain right now, but in Steven Tyler's body. Yeah, and his that brain would be, would be a, his brain would be in mine, and then I'd fuck I'd fuck myself, <laughs> but it would be him, and he would he would be very confused. Yeah, that's hard to wrap your head around. No, it's not. <laughs> okay. Anyways, welcome to Big Snackers. Hey guys. Episode number something. Oh Christ, I don't Doesn't know. Doesn't eighty. Matter. We're getting there, and uh, <laughs> we're where? We're just get, we're getting up the hill of uh, stardom. Oh yeah. We were climbing the mountain of success. Cli- you know? Yeah, we were really we're working on it. Khaled you taught us a lot. Gotta get blessed up, you know. <laughs> you absolutely do. And we're here today. It is Justin's birthday. Mm-hmm. Happy Literally birthday, today. Justin. Thank you. And uh, my birthday is one week after Justin's birthday. Yeah. Almost to the day. Yeah. So we're going to have some birthday casts. So if you could have anything for your birthday today, what would it be? First of all, not you. Oh. So you quit dancing. I'm here. So what? Does it mean anything? I took you to lunch. Yeah. And I appreciate it, but it was for my birthday. If it's I'm not buy like... you lunch, I'm going to get something out of it. Well, um, I mean, that's a little weird, man. Like, why do you need something out of it? Just... Rape culture. Oh, yeah. I that's forgot. Rape that's culture. rape culture. That's a... um, so what are you, what, what you going to do for your birthday? What is your plans tonight? Uh, well, I went out last night for like our, my party and stuff. We went to the... Worst Bar, which mm-hmm. is one of my favorite restaurants in Cincinnati yeah. that I got turned on to because of Justin. Yeah. It's around the corner from his house, and it's really good. Yeah, it's awesome. And then we went bowling, and then tonight I'm going to... Um, Northside Yacht Club because uh, Dave is leaving town and I want this and it's his going away party or whatever. Dave, Dave nobody. Whitford, yeah, Dave's a good guy. Yeah, he is. Dave does merch for Mass Intruder. Mm-hmm. You oh, probably, if you've band. seen Mass Intruder, you've met him. You, yeah, you definitely have. He is always behind the merch booth and he's always has the biggest goofy smile on yep, his face. Exactly. And for <laughs> some reason, they bought him a sword and I don't know why. Why wouldn't you? Yeah, true. And Dave loves mesh basketball shorts. He really does. That is his thing. Yeah. So. And poutine, like more than anybody. Yeah, when we toured with Mass Intruder in Canada, he I'm not, I'm not exaggerating ate poutine for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Yeah. And snacks. Yeah. Like you would just walk outside the thing, you'd be sitting there with a big smile on his face and a big tray he, of poutine. Yeah. He loves, he loves poutine more yeah. than any person, literally more than any Canadian. He does. There's no question. And he loves Taco Bell. Mm-hmm. And then that, that's like the two things. He's a simple man. Yeah. Once he told me about fancy corn. It was fancy corn. He said he... He said he gets drunk when he's home and like needs to make food, but doesn't have much money, doesn't want to go out, or he's too drunk to drive. Yeah. To play it safe, he basically takes like the normal canned corn, yeah. puts it in a big pot, and cooks it with like salt and pepper and lime and lemon juice and like cayenne pepper. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Makes fancy yeah, corn. fancy corn. Which, yeah. I mean, sounds good. It does sound really good, I actually. I, I love fine. corn. Yeah. So The band. Man, corn changed the way that I looked at my life. You know, I was reading this thing the other day. 
like now that like all the people who liked corn back when they were like you know teenagers and shit are all like are grown up yeah and they still like them yeah like no, can you still, imagine like, they like, have a big fan base you just imagine like some guy who works at the bank listening to corn and that's like, what I mean is because like I'm sure corn gets some new fans but you have to imagine it's not a large percentage yeah like I know they're still popular but I think it's people like you said that grew up with them yeah and I guess grew with them which to be fair I don't even know what corn sounds like now I know they still put out records do they yeah I think so. See when the last one they put out was. I think I know for a while they did like a record with Skrillex and tried to get into dubstep. I never heard it. I just remember that being a thing. But outside of that, I assume they sound probably similar to what they used to sound like. Just like angsty rock. I guess. I don't know. With a bass that goes. Uh, hold on. Got the life. <laughs> but um, I'm trying to like figure out. I don't know. I mean, their I think last uh, their last single, it looks like, was called "Hater." That's good, but it's good. You should listen to it. I'm yeah, curious I'm what sure it sounds like. It's fucking great. What does corn sound like now? I don't know. Let's see. I bet they sound the same. Uh, their last album was "The Paradigm Shift," and that was in 2013. So current enough. So track listing, um. I mean, do you want to hear hate hater? Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm a little curious. I want to hear modern day corn. I just can't imagine they expanded on their sound that much. I don't know where you go with it. You know what I mean? Well, now how was that a single on the album when it didn't come? When it wasn't on the album. <laughs> They're just breaking boundaries. Okay, we'll man. do we'll do the number one their lead single from this album. Real okay, quick. it's called Never Never. Oh wait, I'm on the wrong tab. Tab's so. got some good cola, man. Bad ship. <laughs> Bad shit. Okay, let's 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 hear what old corn's been up to. Modern day corn. Take one. <laughs> okay. Sounds like it should be on like a car commercial. It really does like the car's coming around the mountain pass right now. Now this sounds like a car commercial. Yeah, it really does. Like, it's like really dead on. Nissan. <laughs> where you want to be. <laughs> this is more melodic than a picture. Yeah, I mean, they're it, like, yeah. oh, that was, that was rah, rah. Okay, I'm, I'm confused. Okay, that's <laughs> nope. He's still got that so naked. It kind of he, sounds he, the same. He still got that naked lady microphone stand. So that's great. Um, good, good for you, Jonathan. Okay, so <laughs> uh, it just sounds like it doesn't. It just. I mean, it sounds like corn. It sounds like essentially. Corn. It's a little more melodic, a little more like stadium yeah. rocky, I guess. Yeah. But I mean, it sounds like corn. It's like it's like a more dad rock version of corn. Yeah, pretty much. Which is what they are whatever, for the yeah. most part. So. Good for you for aging gracefully, corn, and not trying to just relive the olden days and be yeah. super angsty and heavy. True. Yeah. I mean, I, I'll give it to <laughs> yeah, them. They're well, still doing what they're doing. Sound like what you should. They're I still suppose. on tour and shit. Yeah. So uh, I guess we have a lot to get to today. I wrote down quite a few things. What, uh, where do you want to start? Well, wherever you want. It doesn't matter. Well, I was going to start because uh, let's talk about the Hateful Eight. Oh, okay. Which was going to get me. you want to. Which was going to get me into. Uh, Ranking because I saw a lot of people now, especially 
are ranking Quentin Tarantino movies. Okay. And I feel like everyone I've talked to it is he's so polarizing because everyone's lists are so different. Yeah. So hold on, let me pull it up first. Of we'll go to his uh, IMDb as producer because we're we're doing producer, not director. A director, I mean. Just director, because okay. the eight. Yeah. Counting Death Proof. Yeah. Which is by far my least favorite, but I don't count that. But since we're counting in this list, it's my it's my bottom. But um, So, and everybody listening, too, feel free to write in and tell us or play along with us right now. But Quentin Tarantino, I just realized different people definitely like different parts of his career and what he's doing. Yeah. Because everyone I've talked to, like, even people I mostly agree with, like, I haven't met anyone whose list is exactly the same as mine. Yeah. So, it's interesting. Like, and it's he's someone that just everyone knows his movies, so it's fun to play this game and see where you rank Quentin Tarantino movies. Why is he directed two episodes of CSI in 2005? That's super strange. <laughs> and an episode of Jimmy Kimmel Live in 2004. <laughs> well, going by his standards of his movies, so we have Reservoir Dogs... Pulp Fiction, mm-hmm. Jackie Brown, Kill Bill, and Glorious Bastards, Django, Death Proof, and Hateful Eight. Yeah. So that's what we're counting. If you want to get technical, you might say that there's others or blah, blah, blah but we don't care. That's the eight. Yeah. That's his main movies. That's yeah. what we're counting. So, because that being said, certain movies he's worked or had parts on, like I love yeah, Rustle like Dawn. Four Rooms. Four and Rooms. Rustle Dawn. Rustle Dawn would be towards my top, but it doesn't count. Yeah. We're not counting that. Yeah. So, counting that, do you want to go first or do you want me to? Um, I'll go first. Okay, you go first. Because it's, it's easy. Right. Uh, Pulp Fiction, Reservoir Dogs, Django Unchained, Kill Bill 1, then 2, then Inglorious Bastards and Hateful Eight, I guess. Oh, and Death Proof. Death Proof is going to be everyone's Actually, last. I put Death Proof before Hateful Eight at this point. Really? Yeah. See, that's interesting. I feel... I feel like Death Proof would be everyone's automatic worst just because it's it's fine. Yeah, but it's not really a, his I'm sure he movie. would agree it's his worst. I mean, he can't be that proud of it. It yeah. is what it is. I, I mean, thought, it has cool stuff in it, like the, the, all the car chases are cool. There's cool parts of it. I just thought Grindhouse overall was just disappointing. Mm-hmm. I thought Planet Terror was stupid, too. I just, yeah. And I get people probably say it was supposed to be, and that's fine. I like the idea. I liked all the fake trailers. Like, it was fun. Yeah. But, I mean, I'll never watch it again. Right. It was fine for a little. Mine would be... Jackie Brown, number one. Oh, I didn't even put Jackie Brown. Never mind. Yeah. Let me redo that. Okay. Uh, pu- uh, Pulp Fiction, Reservoir... Actually, you know what? Pulp Fiction, Jackie Brown, Reservoir Dogs, uh, Django, Kill Bill 1, 2, um, uh, Inglorious Bastards, Death Proof, and then uh, Hatefully. Hatefully. Okay. Mine, I'd probably... Yeah, Jackie Brown, 1, Pulp Fiction. Yeah. Kill Bill 1 and 2. Reservoir Dogs. Django. Inglorious Bastards. Hatefully Death Proof. Yeah. Ours are similar. Um, I mean, Pulp Fiction and Jackie Brown are my number one, too, but they're very... It's pretty close. I love both those movies. Like, Plus, they're not really that... They're not really that similar, either. No, like, they're not. And Jackie Brown's the one that's weird to me because it's my favorite Quentin Tarantino and Pulp Fiction's right there. Like I on think, any given day, I might be able to switch those. I think Jackie Brown's interesting because it's it's the most not Quentin Tarantino. It's movie. not. It's it's not that violent. It's not that action. It's a lot of dialogue. Yeah. To an insane degree, like it's, I have a lot of really friends good, who have never seen Jackie Brown. Yeah. Like that's one of his that just people for some reason, because it's not really one of his more promoted movies. No. And uh, 
I like it. Like, I like it better than Reservoir Dogs. I like it better. And to me, I think you and I were talking about it. I think Inglorious Bastards, I don't think is that good of a movie. No. People love it. That was like I'm crazy. When that movie came out was kind of when I fell off the bandwagon. Like, I saw it in the theater, and I enjoyed it. I didn't have a bad experience at the movie. Right. But it was very long. It's very drawn out, and yeah. just all the different pieces and sets. It got to the point where I was like, "All right." Like by the time I got to the movie theater and everything, I was like, "Let's just get this going." Yeah. You know what I mean, like, I don't yeah, know. It kind of felt like it just kind of stayed in one place and just stalled out. Like, yeah. And I'm not someone that needs constant, like you know, perking my eyes up or action. Like Jackie Brown's my favorite Quentin Tarantino movie. It's almost all dialogue. Right. And Glorious Bastards just wasn't particularly clever to me. No. I know he can do better. And and this is the thing about Inglorious Bastards, and I know people love that movie and shit, but, like, go back and watch that movie. Okay, actually, no, do this. Go watch the trailer for that movie, then watch the movie, and then you can tell me Very why different. I'm fucking mad about Very it. Very different. Because the trailer was promising that, like, this, like, cool, like, fun Tarantino action movie where yeah. these dudes go through Nazi Germany as Jewish soldiers and fucking, like, destroy Nazis. Yeah. Then you get in there, and it's... 20 minutes of that, yes. and then two hours and something of this girl who owns a theater who hates the Nazis and is going to burn it down when they yeah. get there. And it's, yeah. like, it's very you annoying. like a bait and switch. And, like, I agree that, like, there's a lot of good performances in it and shit. Sure. Like, and I have nothing against that. But, like, really, here's the thing. Every time I watch a Quentin Tarantino movie, at least, like, the newer ones, I could rewrite them in a better way. Here's <laughs> what happens. The beginning part happens. That entire scene where she's being, or where the father's being interrogated That's by Christoph so Waltz, is awesome. But it's awesome. It is it's awesome. really good. It draws you. So in. when she when she runs away, she ends up with them, and because she knows all the shit about what the Nazis have been doing, she helps them like hunt down all the Nazi people until they get to Hitler and they kill him. Right. If they still want to end it that way. Yeah. That would be a much more fun movie yeah. than. Hey, this girl owns a theater and she has to act like she likes the Nazis even though she doesn't and she's yeah. actually going to burn them down burn down the theater. And I know I understand this is going to sound bad, but his insistence on um the black French guy being like the love interest thing. Yeah. I'm sorry, but at that time in history, no. Like yeah, it just I wouldn't have. And like you know, it's not not I'm not saying that it shouldn't. I'm saying that it's fine or whatever, but like since like, since he's the one who comes out and says that he likes to be historically accurate, like, about, like, like language and stuff like that. Yeah. Well, like, extend that to, like, your actual move. Because he's being called a racist now because of Hateful Eight. Yeah. And it's like, that. you guys, come on. Like, don't be so I fucking saw the census precious fail about thing. that. I sent you that. Yeah, that was hilarious. He was like, he's just using the word nigger, like... Just for fun, like at this point, he and has it's no like, right mode. No, he's like, not, because if you look at any literature <laughs> around that time or anything, like people see, people like people like to uh, like whitewash shit. Like, where absolutely. do they not remember like Mark Twain novels that are considered like the most classic of all time? Well, that no, there's they, a character named the Nigger Jim in it. The, they took the N word. I know, out. and it's like it's you so can't you, you fucking go back and you revise history like that, and people forget. Like, that's the reason why people are like, well, why can't I say that word? They say that word. <laughs> and it's like, because you don't know history and yes. like, you shouldn't, you shouldn't say that word. And like, if you soften it by taking out of things and, and moving the context of it, that's ridiculous. Like the idea of me is just like this idea of like, I don't agree with that. So I'm not going to let it even enter my mind. Like, yeah. And it's like, that's crazy. I was listening to a podcast insane way to live. that I like exactly. And there was this comedian on there and he was saying some stuff. That was not, I mean, it was definitely not something I agree with. He was basically saying that as a man, 
like the woman needs to understand her role in the relationship and all this stuff. Yeah. I don't agree with that. No. But it was a funny interview and I had to do it. I was listening to it and the girl I was with was like, I don't know how you listen to this, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, because it'd be weird if they, I only specifically listen to things that I agree with. Right. Because I'd have a very false sense of comfort and reality in the world. Yeah. And I'm not saying you need to go out of your way to listen to things that challenge you, but I mean, it's probably better than. Like, I just, it's so weird to me of being like, wait, that person disagrees with me? I can't hear what they have to say. No, I know. Well, that's... And don't get me wrong. Quentin Tarantino is a weirdo. No, he is. Like, when you see him do, like, interviews with black people, it's super weird. Have you ever watched it? Yeah, yeah. Like, he tries to, like, speak in Ebonics. Yeah. And I don't think it's because he's, like, by any means racist or, like, anything. I think he's just out of his mind. Yeah. But I do I think think that he just really likes black culture a lot. He does, and I don't think he knows how to express it. Yeah. Because he's not someone that can pull off a look or anything. So he just... But to think that because of, like, Django, he's racist... Well, they also want to say that he's like crazy to me, misogynistic and shit. And it's like, how many directors have made a a movie like Jackie Brown where it's literally like it's a it's a major Hollywood movie that stars a black woman 20 years ago? Yeah, 20 years ago. Like, Like, who does that? Who fucking does that? Nobody fucking does that. And it's like he's not misogynist. He just has his own ideas about shit. And he's not racist. He just likes to like he likes to color his fucking like his his language with shit. And it's like also that movie takes place right after the Civil War. When, and I don't like, think that what? like I hate when people say I'm not racist. I have a black friend, but to me this is not what that is. What I'm saying is no. I don't think that people like Jamie Foxx and Samuel Jackson are two of like the baddest dudes, yeah. especially like black actors in the world. Yeah, would work with him repeatedly and no. praise him no. if he was racist. Yeah, not at all. Neither of them is hurting for money. They're no. not trying to fit into these roles. Like. They both think he's a genius. Mm-hmm. So I'm pretty sure if they truly thought this guy was a racist, maybe I'm wrong, but I don't think they'd probably be in his movies. No. And I, I don't know. Like, the census fail thing to me was such a stretch of just, like, I'm going to call something out so I can get people to say, yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's what I think, too. But there are big parts that. of, like, that call-out culture, which is stupid. Like, it's just the worst, fucking man. calm down. Like, if you're going to call somebody out, call them out, like, for, like, a real thing. That's the problem with this. You just, if you don't like a movie, that doesn't mean somebody's a racist. <laughs> like, it's kind of like what you and I were joking about when I first got here. Yeah. The way some of these bands are acting is a slippery slope, and I think mm. they don't get it. Because essentially what you're doing is a boy that cried a wolf. Yeah. You're eventually going to keep on being like bigot, racist, that person that sexist, sexist to the point where people don't give a shit what you're saying anymore. Right. Yeah, you're muddying the waters. It's like, <laughs> it's the same thing as like when somebody says, like, Somebody has to, like, uh, they don't like when their food touches and they say they're OCD. And it's like, yeah, no, you're not. Like, yeah. if you knew what a real OCD person was, and you would not fucking with. say that. Like, you know. And it's eventually these bands, like, since feelings people that are trying to be these, like, I hate the term social justice warrior. But you know what I mean? Like, they're going to keep on doing this stuff over all these little bullshit mm-hmm. things. Then finally, someone's going to do something that's actually fucked up. They're yeah. going to say, and nobody's going like, to oh, give a again. shit. <laughs> like, yeah. It's just like. You should save the power that you wield yeah. when you have the influence over kids. Not save it, but you should use it for something important. What, taking down Quentin Tarantino? Yeah, exactly. I mean, I just can't Like, congratulations on literally <clears throat> nothing. Yeah. I just don't. Okay, like, if you don't like the fact <coughs> that Django or Hateful Eight have the N-word in it, that's fine. Just don't see it. Right. But to blatantly call someone a racist, it's <coughs> a pretty hardcore thing gracious. to say. Yeah, like, especially when you don't have any other sort this of. This is my thing, though. This is my thing, though. 
Where was the outcry when Django came out? I'm sure there was a little bit. I'm sure some people... I didn't fucking hear it. I now I hear it. this shit all the fucking time that's about true. Hateful Eight. And this is why. It's because Django was a good movie and Hateful Eight isn't. And that's why <laughs> right. people are fucking mad. <laughs> if, they spend, if you spend money on something that's not good, you complain about it a lot more than something that is. That's like, true. That's, you know that's what I mean? a very interesting thing. And that's like... It was the same way I remember on Warped Tour since this fail was just every day tweeting. Like, and don't get me wrong. I agree with some of what they're saying. That's my point about the boy that cried wolf, though. So you have to pick... You gotta pick your battles. You gotta pick your battles. I don't mean pick your battles of like. I don't know how to. You know what? Actually, if people misconstrue it, fuck. I don't care. Yeah. That's fine. Pick your battles, and that's the way where it's like. They would just every day be like, all these bands out here are this and that. And some of them for sure, but it's like. Attila, they got into a big thing with. Yeah. And I have two. Not over that, just over their being shitheads. Yeah, yeah. But it's like. To me. Attacking Attila and really trying to take a moral high ground is like attacking Tyler the Creator ICP. Yeah. Because they know the what they're doing. Yeah. They're you, trying to piss you off. They And they're succeeding. They're fucking idiots. And they sure. work. And they want that. They want that attention. <laughs> yeah. If you literally didn't say a word to them, they would go away. Like, it wouldn't matter. That, it's yeah. the same thing as like a bully. Like, you know, if, you, if everybody ignores the fucking dude, then like it, the problem solves itself because yeah. they just disappear. Franz feeds off his like quote unquote haters like yeah haven't you ever read his makes like, his fucking stupid tumblr post right he makes like, that's shit? like he feeds off that fire being able to tell kids like see these people hate on me and this is how i make good make money off of it and he is making money and he is successful so it perpetuates that yeah. so when buddy from census fail who's banned at this point is half as popular as attila yeah, which i'm like even. i'm not being mean like no. give me census fail over attila any yeah. day musically but let's be real here. Well, I mean, don't don't give me either one. Well, right? <laughs> but let's just be real here, though. It's like you're like attacking this band that's yeah. unfortunately much more popular than they should be. Yeah. We all know that. Yeah. The people in Attila, I guarantee you, don't think their music is the best thing in the world. I think I, Franz, I think Franz does. Maybe. I think the rest of the band is just there for the money. And it's like, yeah, and it's like when this guy is literally getting on his lyrics, being like, "Bitch, suck my dick. You're a faggot. This and that." This and, and like dressing the way they do and like talking as an effeminate voice like it's a he's calculated a nerd. yeah he's a skinny little nerd the guy's not tough like oh, it's just it it is doing the same thing ICP did twenty years ago yeah. so when Tyler Creator came out and called girl from Keegan and Sarah a bitch or whatever yeah. and said that bitch needs a dick because she's a lesbian and people said his horrible human blah blah it just sold him another hundred thousand records like. Yeah, ignore the shit. Like, yeah, the bands that you should be talking about and the things you should be standing up against are not the gimmick bands. It's the bands that are doing fucked up shit for real that no one realizes it. Yeah, no, I agree. Like, like this is the thing. You're Attila, yeah, you're 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 like um, it's it's the thing of like like put you're putting a, a band aid over a a gunshot wound like kind yes, of thing like absolutely. you're ignoring the real shit that goes on in order to rail against something that was calculated to be I like this the way. way you said that I don't even know if you're on purpose and that's just it because Attila is not they're not real yeah they're a real band but you know what I mean the image of Attila is not real right it's a bought and sold image that dude has a kid yeah. Franz does he has a wife he goes home. He's probably a good dad. He's yeah. probably a dude that hangs out with his family. Yeah. Then he gets on stage and calls you faggot and says, bitches do this. Dudes do this. 
Do I think it's stupid? Of course. It's the dumbest right. thing ever. But this is the thing, is, is, <laughs> that, is that the same thing happens with a band like Blood on the Dance Floor, except that they're dangerous because they're fucking sexual predators. Yeah, call that band out, but it's like, if you actually talk to anybody, and as much as I don't want to admit this, I'll be honest, that's what it's about, and being like 100% truthful, is I know people that know Franz, everyone says like he's just a nice, really normal, nerdy guy. Right. It's Guys the same who on the dance floor have sexually assaulted women. Yeah. You want to call and them they're out? they're fucking sure. creeps. Like, yeah, you know what I mean? Like, they're creeps that wear fucking, like, they look like extras in, like, a Def Leppard video from, like, you know, 1983 or something like that. <laughs> and they just, they're just trying to they're fuck 13-year-olds. Yeah, like, there's some fucked up shit And they're going creepy, yeah. And this is the thing, is, like, is like if you, and they and they were on fucking Warp Tour with Census Fail. And they know Fail. it because Where the fuck were, is Census Fail's shit about them? And when they were on Warp Tour... I have some bands that got into it, and I'm not going to get into those bands because it's, like, stuff that kind of is a big deal. But, yeah, like, Born on the Dance Floor on Warped Door had a bodyguard with a gun. Yeah. Do you know why? Because they know that they're fucked. Yeah. Like, you don't, you don't see Attila because it's a gimmick. It's a big joke. ICP, Tyler the Creator, they're not out doing the shit they sing about. Right. <laughs> and they, yeah, yeah, exactly. And they don't really even pretend they are. No. ICP and their lyrics, and really, Franz from Attila... He pretty much is pretty transparent, like right. if you see a picture with his kids and stuff. But on the dance floor are assaulting girls. Yeah. They're fucked up. Yeah. Like and they're doing this stuff. So And that's the thing is like not to defend Attila, like whatever. Well, no, but, but it's like, do I but, know they're doing stupid? Yes, do I encourage but it? But it's a marketing tool. Sure, no, I don't encourage you know? it. But they're harmless. Yeah. And you can well, you can and I I get the whole argument already. Like, well, if kids listen to it and they hear that language, it's not harmless. And that's okay, true. But yeah, but it, if kids... again... Again, can we not do this shit where we go down the, the thing of like, well, if kids play a video game, they'll shoot somebody. That's exactly you know? it. I grew up... I liked ICP. I still do. You and I have talked about it. I don't yeah. care if you want to make fun of me. No. When I was like 14, I was never like a juggalo. I never went through a phase. I still like the ICP albums I liked. Yeah. I didn't, even when I was 14 or 15 or first get my license driving around... I wasn't listening to Great Malenko like, I'm going to chop a bitch's head off. Right. Because <laughs> like, that's never fucking happened. No, like People can point. like, yeah, I mean, sure, there's going to be cases of like somebody who's mentally disturbed Those and they get the fucked. Wrong, but they're going to do that anyway. Like they're just looking for an outlet. It goes back to Chris Rock on Bigger and Blacker. And like, it's so old, but it's so true is when he's like talking about what was the person listening to. And he's like, what was Hitler listening right, to? Right, exactly. Classical Mozart. Yeah, yeah. It doesn't matter. Yeah. Like a psycho murderer is a psycho murderer. And if you really listen to old ICP, it's 20 times more vulgar than Attila. Oh, yeah, absolutely. They don't it say is. faggot all the time and no. stuff, but they say shit that's pretty off the wall yeah. and violent and degrading. Yeah. So, that being said... But that's the thing is, like, is that it's their... They're playing a role. You know what I mean? It's the same as, it's like... Exactly. It's, it's the same exactly as, like, right. saying, like... um any of the actors in Hateful Eight are racist because the script called for them to say something. It's you know what I mean? Like it's this fucking stupid shit. Like the I and we're not. I'm not comparing it. Like that isn't like that movie isn't like the the like racial terms in that movie aren't marketing tools. But no. the the thing is, is that it is the language of when that movie's supposed to take place. Yes. Whether you like it or not, it's also just a fucking movie. So <laughs> calm the fuck down. And like, it's just like I can't imagine. I don't know Samuel L. Jackson. Right. I don't know anyone that's Samuel Jackson. No. He seems like a very awesome dude. He does. And I can't imagine that Quentin Tarantino brought on this script and was like, you're going to have to say nigger in this movie. Yeah. And you're going to have Samuel to get Jackson called it a had, million times. Yeah. And if he's going to get called, if Samuel Jackson had an inkling that was coming from any wrong place, I feel like he'd probably be like, I'm, no. Yeah. Fuck you. Yeah. He doesn't need the money. No. 
So once again, I don't like. I just don't know. And it's like I guarantee you there'll be people that since I just said that word, somehow could turn it into like, well, you shouldn't say it. And it's like, it's like you're right. Nobody should fucking say it. But unfortunately, about, yeah. it exists. Like, <laughs> how it, about we persecute people that are actually racist, actually yeah. misogynist, and do that? It's the same way after the Tigers Roll incident and all the million things I've said. I never am going to get on a microphone and try to say, like, I'm Ryan. I'm not racist. I'm not sex. When you have to defend yourself, you sound guilty and weak. Mm -hmm. The way I live my life dictates that I'm not racist or sexist. Right. The way you could ask anybody that knows either of us yeah. or any of my friends that are girls, they'd all just obviously be like, not in the least. He's very yeah. progressive about this and that. Just because I don't get on here and act all serious, like, well, I yeah. think Ooh. that we need to, like, the way you live should dictate yeah. if you're a piece of shit or not. I agree completely. So, it's, it, I don't but that's the thing is like people don't look at that. People don't, and that's that's the other thing is like I don't want to be put in the position of defending hateful hate because I thought it was a shitty movie. But you I'm going. Like, to I didn't like it either. But I'm going to defend yeah. the fact that like it's an artistic statement and like whether you like whether you felt like you wasted your money watching it has nothing to do with anything. Like where was the fucking outcry when there was a bunch of like Jewish slurs in Inglorious Bastards? There wasn't. <laughs> no any. one gave a shit. Nobody fucking cared. Well, you summed up perfectly through text because I remember the other night I texted you that since this fail quote. And you just really responded, and you were like, that movie's a piece of shit, but that's way off base. That's yeah, why. exactly. And it's like, exactly. <laughs> if you want to talk about that movie, talk about how, like, just you not, had all boring. those fucking awesome actors in it, and that's what you came up when with. When I heard the idea of Hateful Eight, and it was basically shot in a wide angle of almost the entire movie in a cabin with those actors, I, I was beyond stoked. Yeah. You I have know. Samuel Jackson, uh, Walton Kurt Doggins, Russell, yeah. Walter Goggins, uh, what's her name? Uh, Jennifer Jason Leigh is amazing. William like, Hurt, fucking that cast in that movie, Michael Madsen with yeah. Quentin Tarantino directing. It's actually crazy that it wasn't that good. Right, it makes me like insane. Like when I was watching it, I was getting so fucking mad it the entire been time. Fantastic, because this is the thing. Okay, again, I can rewrite that movie in two minutes. It's way better. Um, <laughs> is that the movie should have been uh, where it should have been Samuel L. Jackson, uh, just you know being a fucking awesome dude going to try and kill that colonel guy, the uh -huh. father of the son or the father of the guy he killed, uh, just like hunting him down and being confronted by bounty hunters that were coming for his, you know, head. I like that. Yeah. That'd be cool. it, it would be way better. Cause you don't like the entire story in that movie. It's just boring. Like it makes more it sense as a stage play than it does a fucking movie. Well, like, I think they're going to do that. I know they and are. It makes sense. And it makes way more sense. It probably actually would be fine to watch in a stage and play format. And I didn't format. dislike Hateful Eight as much as you. Yeah. But that being said, I think we ranked it the same place. So I didn't like it enough more than you to put it up a whole rank. Right. This actually is interesting. And I didn't know we were going to get into all this. And it brings me to something I wrote down that I wanted to talk about. Mm. When it comes to this punk scene and people getting offended by things or just talking. Because this is interesting to me. I never made these connections, but uh, every morning I go get breakfast at like six or seven. I wake up, usually go to my AA meeting, and if I don't go, I go read usually some AA stuff or just like a book or magazine. Right. And the other day I woke up and I didn't have any books to read. I was out and I had to go to the bookstore or library. Mm. So I went to Kroger just to find a magazine or something because I like to sit there by myself, like start my day like that, you know, mm -hmm. before I work or go to meetings and just read. Right. And I couldn't find anything to read. And I pretty much read movie, music, or video game magazines. Right. And I couldn't find anything I hadn't read. So I grabbed a copy of the new Revolver, which is the metal magazine, just because something to read. Yeah. And I like music. You know how I am. Like, I read any musician biography. Oh, yeah. Any music magazine. It's just interesting to me. It's like the world I'm in. So I think it's cool. Right. 
so I'm reading this Revolver magazine. And it started dawn on me. I was like, the editor of the entire magazine is a woman. And Revolver covers so many uh, women bands. Like, it was like a half-to-half ratio in the issue that I read. And I realized mm-hmm. it wasn't like the women's issue or this or that. They just cover a lot of women's. The editor's a woman. Yeah. Uh, the girl that wrote the cover story was a woman. And like, right. she was doing the thing. And uh, it's funny because people always say metal is super misogynistic and homophobic. I'm not saying parts of it's not. Yeah. It's not the point. What I'm, yeah, what, but it's I mean, not what I'm getting at. Sure, I'm sure there's some obviously some metal bands and fans that are absolutely homophobic and misogynistic. Yeah, but if you want to go into that, sure. uh, every genre. Yeah, of music. that's my point. Yeah. So I'm just looking. and I'm like, it's interesting. Like they cover tons of women. And the editor of this magazine's a woman. And then I started thinking about Double XL, which is probably at this point the biggest rap magazine in the world. Mm-hmm. And Vanessa, she's awesome. I've written her before. Is the editor, and she has been for years. And Double XL was some of the first to put women on the cover in rap and cover women in rap and stuff. And I started thinking it was funny because, if anything, you and I have talked about the punk scene. And when I say punk, I mean loose, pop punk. Yeah, whatever. Post-hardcore, twinkly emo, yeah, whatever the fuck. Do whatever, yeah. It's supposed to be, like, the most aware and this and that. And I'm like, is it possible that I'm either crazy or that maybe people, like, in this absolute punk pop-punk scene spend more time complaining about sexism and trying to make issues and talk about it. And when I say trying to make issues, I'm not saying they don't exist. I'm just saying do they spend more time trying to discuss what's offensive than really like focus on anything good? Because I was looking at like this heavy metal magazine, the biggest hip-hop magazine, mm. run by women, yeah. covering women, not singling out women like woman rapper, just like and in any of these punk magazines, you don't really see that as much on like these websites. And I'm like, it was just interesting to me. Yeah. You know what I mean? Well, yeah, because absolutely- heavy metal and rap are two scenes that people stereotypically would think yeah. are very misogynistic. Right. And I'm not saying they're not. No. But when it comes to these positions of power and these big magazines, it was interesting to me. Because if you go to these punk websites, it's just people bitching about misogyny and like sexism and rape culture and this and that. And then you have these other magazines that are covering the fuck out of women, doing positive things, have women editors, you know what I mean? Women managers. Right. I don't know. It was very interesting to me. I started thinking, it's I was because, like, like, this is the thing, that I, and I honestly believe this, is that kids in punk rock, um, not all of them, but most of them, just want something to bitch about. They don't care about doing anything. Agreed. Like, you know. Mm-hmm. Even, this is the thing. Even us talking about this, is a hundred percent more than what they've done. Yeah, because I'm all about finding some sort of a solution. And I mean, I just seriously like. Here's a good example. Some people will completely disagree with me, but uh, Pure Noise Records. Mm-hmm. I don't know that guy. I know his name's Jake. We almost put out a record together, and we never did. I don't know his heart. I don't know his intentions. I don't have anything negative or positive to say about him. Yeah. But do you remember when the front porch step thing happened? Yeah. And then, uh, what was the other band? The, ne- um, whatever that fucking band was. Um, Not Neck Deep, because they're on Hopeless. No. Fuck, what band was it? I don't know, we talked about them a bunch. <laughs> we did, but my point is, after that, since he didn't drop one of the bands or whatever, um, for a while, Absolute Punk was doing a thing that was like, anytime they covered a pure noise band, they had a huge disclaimer before the news saying, like, uh, oh, uh, 
it was the band that John James managed. Yeah. And they brought him and everything. So the point being, until the Wonder Years fired him and stuff, they did all this and associated all these people. And before they post any news about the label, they had a huge disclaimer saying, just so you know, here's what happened with this label, these situations. And I don't think there's anything wrong with that necessarily. I mean, no. it's cool to be aware. And what those people did was absolutely bad and wrong. So I'm not saying it wasn't. But now, like, every band that happened to already be signed to the label that had nothing to do with it from, like, Four Years Strong to all these other bands. And, I, I mean, they still employ one of the people, but any random band. Yeah. Like, to this day, if you read on there and they like, try to cover those bands, like, this very new song, people are like, where's the disclaimer? People need to be made aware, blah, blah, blah. And it's just like, so you need to make sure that every single person that just signed to this record label from this guy that you don't know him any better than I do. No. It's just, I don't know, like the guilty by association in this scene seems to stretch pretty damn far to me yeah, to a certain does. degree. Well, like, and also it's a stupid fucking way to live. Like, yeah, like, you, if, you, if all you want to do is just, look, the guy, whatever, he, he did, like, he didn't drop the band, fine. But eventually he did, right? Yeah. So he made amends for what he did. I'm sure he apologized for it. Yeah, he should. And we talked about it before. Yes, he should have done more when it first happened. He but should've. so should everybody do more when everything fucking happens. And that's like, just, it just, just happened. What, what are these motherfuckers that are sitting here saying he should have done more? What the fuck are you doing? Yeah. And we don't know what's going on behind the scenes. Like, that shit, people don't seem to understand. Like, there's attorneys. There's contracts. There's this or that. There's, yeah. like, you can't privacy just, things. Right. Like, you can't just, like, throw somebody out on the street because you want to. Because you of your fucking... You can't necessarily say it right. Well, you can. Well, you, you can, can do whatever yeah. you want, but you can't necessarily just come out and be like, fuck him, he's all those that. Like, there could be repercussions. And yes, you can say, well, he shouldn't give a fuck. He should stand up. It's like, so now this guy is supporting rape culture because of this decision you don't know anything about? Like, it's right. just a stretch to me. No, it is. The people that did the actions, that's different. Yeah. Why don't, you just, why don't you just stay mad at them? Yes. Like, <laughs> you don't need to ruin this guy's life who, like, like It got know. to the point to me where I'd be reading things, and people were basically saying, like, if you're a band on that label, you support rape culture. And I'm not exaggerating. And it's like, it's that's like, bullshit. You're crazy. It's like, okay. <laughs> but, like, you, like, everybody listens to fucking Hopeless and stuff. There's been bands on there have done shit. Hell yeah. And, it's, and you, they've never asked them to fucking be like, oh, well, you shouldn't be on that label because you like that fucking label and you feel like it's worthwhile. Fifteen was on Hopeless. Right. Jeff Ott raped two people. Yeah. He talks about it. Yeah. I'm not saying this because I'm judging Hopeless. Hopeless, I have good friends there and they're a great label. Yeah. Shit happens. No, when they I need say to that, shut down. I'm not. They need to I'm shut not saying down shit happens like I'm downplaying leave. the rape. What I'm saying is it's a record label. It is not. <laughs> they manage how many different people on a day-to-day basis. So if some stuff happens, they're going to handle it. And you have to trust it with the best way. And now if there's clearly some tomfoolery going on to the point where it's like, oh, this is weird as fuck. And what they're doing is like a cover right. up or something. Well, That's this, different. Yeah. And this is what it is, is that <laughs> it's like, it's a business, right? Like anything else, yeah. it's a business. Uh, and they'll take care of what they need to take care of, but they're not going to shut down because of it. Like, just because somebody gets uh, gets raped in a, a McDonald's bathroom, you don't shut down every McDonald's across the entire it's world. It's kind of the same thing, though. Like, yeah, no, that's what I'm saying. Is yeah, like, that's you, what I mean. You know, like, you're not that far off base. I'm sure people are like, it's different. Is it though? Is it really? Because, because like, no, really, it's not. Like, you're asking for a multi-million dollar business to shut down because of an incident. Like, well, it, that's fine and everything, but like, it's unfortunately we live in the real world, and that's not going to happen. No, it's not. Uh, secondly, 
you you buy and pay for all kinds of shit from this place anyway. Like, yeah. don't act like you didn't contribute. So should you then uh, should you then have to take all the money that you you spend on that place and like save up and then use that money that you spent there to balance it out by <laughs> giving it to like a charity or something like that? Right. Because if you're not willing to take the extra step and you expect everybody else to do it for you, then what the fuck are you complaining about? Agreed. Like, and I mean, like, it's funny to me too because. There are exceptions to this, and people do care, but it's just interesting to me because these same people you have condemning these bands and these labels, this and that, are the same people that ironically dance their asses off to R. Kelly or Chris Brown. Right. Yeah. And it's just like, hmm. It's weird how, like, when it's convenient and in your yeah. wheelhouse, mm-hmm. it's really easy to stand up with all these other people that think the same as you and form your lynch mob. Yeah. But, but when it comes, yeah. You'll damn well sing the Ignition remix when it comes on. Right. And I'm not <laughs> saying I'm not guilty of it. I, I love listen the Ignition to that, remix. Yeah, I listen to that song all the time. <laughs> and I know R. Kelly's a fucking piece of shit, and I can't, but I can't help it. We've the talked about catchy. it on here before. <laughs> like, but, you, you know, uh, it's just, I don't know. The whole thing is so stupid. Like, you spend your time doing something more constructive. If you're that fucking worried about it, then why don't you spend your time, like, volunteering with, like, a... A rape crisis center or yeah, I'm sure a some people women's do, you know shelter or something like that. No, instead you sit there on a fucking computer and type about how offended you are, and then go this, listen to uh, ignition remix with this group of people that think exactly the same as you. Yeah, so you can get on there and back each other up and say exactly. And yeah, this I'm person, cool. Blah, blah. Yeah, this is I'm an awesome person. Like yeah, I'm saying like, something that really is changing things. It's just interesting to me because I was reading these hip hop metal magazines and I was just like. They're doing some things right away. It's like, yeah. I mean, of course they still have problems, but geez, man. Yeah. Like, ugh. So, well, that was a good conversation. Yeah. We can move on. <laughs> I was actually going to ask you, um, and some people listening at home are going to be super stoked about this conversation. Some people are going to be bored in tears. Mm. Actually, they're not. We're going to make it fun. Oh, okay. Pull out your windpipe. The fuck does that mean? I don't know. Okay. What do you think? I don't know. What, what are you going to ask me? I'm sure that's really fun for people listening. <laughs> do you like when I do that, though? No, I don't. How would you describe that to people listening? What do you mean, how would I describe it? You're just making a noise with your mouth and pointing at the wall. But I'm looking at you like how? I don't, like, flirty, I guess? Yes. Okay. Yes. Valentine's Day is coming up. Uh-huh. Okay. What were you going to ask me? Will you be my Valentine? No, I will not. Yes, you will. No, I won't. Yes, you will. Well, you see, you <laughs> ask and then you answer anyway. Like, because you're not saying the right answer. Oh, okay. So, that's just... Sorry, that's... I don't want to make an unsafe space for you. I mean, it's a trigger for me. <laughs> okay. So, I was listening to a, a video game podcast, and uh, it was interesting to me because I found myself talking to my radio... <laughs> Yeah. Because I was disagreeing and agreeing with certain things. But they were talking about Resident Evil as a series. <laughs> so you turned in like a six-year-old man who listens to talk radio? I did. <laughs> about Resident Evil. I absolutely did. Because it's probably my favorite. <laughs> I was yelling at my radio. Because. <laughs> take your time. I like how in the middle of a sentence you decided to take a bite of something. <laughs> like... <laughs> Instead of asking me a question and then uh, bite out a crime. The okay. Crime is you're hiding that dick. Okay. Great. Found it. <laughs> um, <laughs> okay. What? I was I was yelling at my radio because uh, at lunch now you and I were talking about how it'd be hard if you had to say like this is my favorite video game of all time because there's mm. way too many factors going to it. But I think one of my favorite series is Resident Evil for sure. Um, yeah. 
not everyone is consistent by any means. There's been some crap, but yeah, the main frame of Resident Evil, like one, two, uh, three to a lesser extent, Code Veronica, four, mm-hmm. even five, I love. Six, whatever. But my point being, a, um, they were talking about the reboots because I thought one they did a really good job with. Yeah. And they kind of basically said they're going to do two without straight out saying it, which made me excited. But uh, what do you think the best Resident Evil was? Because it was interesting to me because there was a resounding of everyone on this podcast saying four for sure. When I thought about it, that is one of my favorite games ever. But I don't, I think, and here's another thing that's interesting. When you're talking about that, do you count it from the time you played it or now? I asked you the time it came out, right? Um, Or do you do how it holds up? Because... Resident Evil 2 has to go from the time it came out. Resident Evil 2 is probably my favorite. Yeah. I couldn't play it now. I went back and tried. The controls and everything, though, Yeah, obviously. it's terrible. And 4 holds up better because it was a lot more progressive of a game. And it's when they went a little more action and less horror. Mm-hmm. But what's your favorite Resident Evil? Uh, I still think Code Veronica. And that's a great one. But, you know, if we played it now, I bet it'd be hard. Yeah, it would suck. Yeah, Because the controls be and that, like, turn. Yeah. Walk. It's so outdated now. It was, well, I mean, kind, it was think, kind of outdated when they came out. Right. It and I, I think I think even Resident Evil 4 was kind of outdated when it came out. But it was like, so fun. Yeah. Like, this is the thing. It's like, the Resident Evil series is always <laughs> super behind like on behind. everything. Like, think about it. You couldn't even move and shoot your gun five. until... Fi- no, not even five. You couldn't do it in five. You had to stop. You couldn't do it until six. Really? Yeah. You couldn't move and shoot your gun. Yeah. Well, uh, you might have... I don't know. You might have been able to walk, you could walk maybe. walk Yeah. That's true. Yeah. It's like, what the fuck? Like, the, first of all, <laughs> Resident Evil 5 came out post Gears of War. So, like... And they tried to say, like, well, it's, it's not because of anything else. We just want to add to the tension. It's like, motherfuckers. That's like, not tension. Come that's on. just bad yeah, design. Yeah, like, like, that's just bad control for a video game. But whatever. But The honest truth is that Resident Evil itself just needs a reboot <laughs> to the beginning. Like, yeah. just, just start with a brand new series because... Their fucking timeline and everything is more fucked up than Metal Gear Solid's, and that's saying something. The problem is it's just, yeah, the too many cooks spoil, you know, because it's like, if you could just keep Resident Evil in the story of, like, 1, 2, 3, Code Veronica, 4. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. I mean, 3's not great, but story-wise it made sense, and Mm -hmm. it was part of it, and it was just a misstep, but maybe you made Code Veronica 3, Yeah. and it's 1, 2, 3, 4, Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> because yeah. the problem is they put in like Operation Raccoon City, which is a piece of shit, mm-hmm. and they put which in should have like, been actually cool. Yeah, it was a cool idea. I was excited about it. And it's just like, but I agree if they could reboot Resident Evil, and I mean reboot like for real, go back to the mansion and the outside of like Raccoon in the woods mm-hmm. and reboot it with modern controls, modern graphics, and a story. Yeah, it'd be amazing. Yeah, you could make such a badass game. Let somebody actually know who knows how to write a story. Yeah, and let it like. <laughs> Who would like? Can you imagine if Naughty Dog rebooted Resident Evil? Oh, it'd be crazy. It would be one of the best games ever. Yeah. Like Chris and Jill did it right. Like kept the same characters, Barry and Wesker and everybody, and like just did the Naughty Dog like kind of open world Uncharted Last of Us. Yeah. Like they're actually perfect for if you think about it, Mm -hmm. because they don't do yeah because they're good at making things seem like an open world, but it's actually linear. And for Resident Evil, that's perfect. And like. They just need something like that because they're, um, I love the world of Resident Evil and the lore of Resident Evil. Like it excites me. I like it to an extent, but it really got out of hand. Like it's it's <laughs> fucking dumb. Like it is. 
it, like I tr- I sat down one day and like they they print they put up this like timeline where you could read the entire thing Did from they? like yeah that and, would like, be a headache. it is it is yeah. fu- I mean it is batshit <laughs> fucking crazy I believe that I believe like you might as well just be playing as superhumans at this point. Like right. you know, I just—I mean, just go back to the beginning, reboot it as just a series that stars Barry Burton, and that's it. Like we don't need anything else. Well, in Resident Evil Revelations, you do play as Barry Burton. I know, but I've heard it's terrible. It's okay. I mean, I don't think it's terrible, but it's like we were just saying—it's not worthy. Like just scrap everything, reboot this, reboot the series, give it to a great company. Uh, they won't. No, Capcom never would, but. If anyone can make my birthday wishes next week come true, is let Naughty Dog reboot Resident Evil One and Two. That would be yeah. Because man, I'll they're the shit yeah, out of they're it. the best. They'd and be I know I'm not alone it. in that because no. if you picture that, it would be so good, like Last of Us type like dialogue and story in the yeah. Resident Evil world. Yeah. And stop like cut out the green herbs and just yeah. <laughs> you don't need it. Just have the regenerating health. Like, yeah. Stop. <laughs> just stop with all of it. Like, yeah. And they still try to set too. They're like, well, the inventory thing, we did it on purpose to make it more tense because you have to pick and choose what you're going to carry. And it's like, it's like no, like, you didn't. No, you did it you because didn't. the limitations of memory at the time on yeah. the system you're using and the fact that you don't know how to design a fucking and game. There was shit. a chest next to every single typewriter, anyway. Yeah, exactly. So there really wasn't that no. much strategy. You could the, just go right there. This is the other thing is like, does anyone at Capcom know how to write a story? Um, because here's the thing: a Dino Crisis three. Uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Yo, we're on a spaceship with dinosaurs. What are you doing? Like Dino Crisis one and two took place on Earth on an island. All of a sudden, the third one is like <laughs> like four hundred years in the future with on a spaceship with no explanation. And it's also the same fucking character. How? <laughs> How? Uh, just because you just because you had the idea of having a person with a jetpack and guns shooting dinosaurs doesn't mean you need to create that. I never realized how right you just were until I'm thinking about Capcom's like flagship titles. And you talk about can they write stories? You have Mega Man, yeah, Resident Evil, Street Fighter, yeah, Dead Rising, <laughs> Dead Rising. Which if you I want love, to talk about what the fuck is going on in the story, here's the story of Dead Rising: is you're a journalist at a mall that zombies invade. Yeah, and done. Then, but yeah, exactly. <laughs> Don't need much more. Kill the zombies. <laughs> then in the second one. You're the sa- you should be the same guy, but you're not. and you're trying to expose the uh, like what's happening with the government and everything. No, instead you're a Your completely different dude in Las Vegas. Uh, I'm sorry, Fortune City. And then the third one, you're a weird Latino ex-convict or a convict who's like, what? None of it makes any sense. And then they try to tie it together with those like the Frank West files in the second one, and it was like it was bad, but it was terrible. Yeah, it was real bad. They just don't know. Like they they're really good at making like a game that's really fun. Yeah, they're terrible at making a game that makes any sense. That's true because Capcom makes good games. Yeah, like Dino Crisis One and Two were fun. Yeah, they were just crazy. Yeah, they're awesome games. I mean, even the three is awesome, but it's just it's so stupid that it's like, why did you make this? Um, yeah, and Mega Man. The story of Mega Man is easy. Uh, you're a good robot, and there's bad robots. But they convolute it by making all these like weird fucking things. Doctor Wily fucks his robots. Oh god! Oh, he does he ever? He has to. Yeah, he he's in. Do you it. think there's fan fiction out there of Doctor Wily fucking robots? Yeah, I'm sure. I bet it exists. I would guarantee it. Yeah. That's so creepy. Yeah. I bet you jack off to that. I have. Excuse you. Write it, don't you? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. No, what was I gonna say? Um. <laughs> Are you looking it up? Yeah. Oh, no. I never thought I would look up... Mega Man around. I never thought fiction. I would look up Dr. Wily fucking the robots. <laughs> <laughs> I hope there's at least an animated gif that someone's made of him just going to town on Scissor Man or... Uh, this is my favorite is actually... 
this guy this guy put together an entire the entire Mega Man story like he wrote it out and I don't even wow. want to read it because I can't even no, imagine how fucking awful. convoluted it is that's terrible that should not be a thing If I'm if I wasn't on the NSA list before, <laughs> <laughs> oh, imagine the stuff we text each other. I mean, oh yeah, that's definitely the government's coming straight for us. Wait, what? No, what? <laughs> There's a name of an erotic fan fiction about Mega Man that's entitled "Is it incest if you're a robot?" Wait, why would it be incest? Cause he's probably like fucking zero or something like that, you know. Like, like <laughs> it might be fucked up if you're fucking the robots, but why would it be incest? It's not. They're not people. I'm just like I'm. Bl- there's an entire like. <laughs> uh, you know, there's Resident Evil erotic fan. Oh, there's tons of that. Yeah, Chris and Jill. I bet there is some incest. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you I say, would too. You would what? Nothing. No. What would you do? Nothing. Like. Never mind. So if you were Chris, would you have sex with Jill? Ew, this one's a bestiality story about about Rush. Rush the dog? Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, people. What is wrong best. with everyone? People are the best. Oh, You guys, you got to stop. <laughs> Just stop it. Keep going. <laughs> Jacking it. <laughs> Yeah, I, I just, uh, I mean, it's clear that Capcom, Capcom's worse than Konami in the way they don't know how to fucking write a story. Yeah. Because, like, think about it, like, with, Man, what's Contra, the, Contra had a badass story. Yeah. <laughs> what's the last Konami game that had a good story? Silent Hill 2. Yeah. Yeah. That's Because, <laughs> let me tell you, like, as fun as the Metal Gear Solid series is, those stories don't make any sense. Don't even try and convince me otherwise. Act like you follow those. Yeah, don't fucking try and convince me. Because they even put a fucking diagram in a Game Informer or something like that. Or not Game Informer. Uh, whatever magazine was like the last one to go out of business or whatever a couple game years fan? ago. Die Hard game. Yeah, fan? maybe. Maybe. But it was right when Metal Gear Solid. Right game after Metal Gear Solid Four came out. Yeah, game bro. Game had that red guy with the spiky hair. Oh man, he was awesome, man. Um, no, it was right after Metal Gear Solid Four came out. And it was a two fucking pages. I remember that. <laughs> and boxes were like real tiny yeah. with like kind of small print. And it took up all of them trying to explain in a diagram form how all the characters are connected, how the story works. And I was just like, I was like, this doesn't you make can't. any sense. And you then can't. I tried to do that before I played five because I was like, I was like, okay, I want to read like whatever. So I went to this site that was like, it was like a very simple to understand one. And it seriously was uh, like 84 entries. <laughs> trying to tell you about the story of Metal Gear and it made and it like and at the end of it I was like I don't know what the fuck any of these games are about like at all they don't make any sense they're out of their minds and like as fun as those games are don't don't try and tell me it has a storyline no cuz they, they don't make any sense the cutscenes don't make any sense no. Kojima is not some genius fucking storyteller no he's out of his mind yeah. he's a great video game developer he's a very great video game developer man but, Silent Hill man what a weird game series like the first Silent Hill was really fun. It's like the Resident Evil thing, though. Like, yeah. It doesn't hold up, I'm sure. No, God. I haven't played it since terrible. it came out. I'm yeah. sure it's awful. Well, I mean, that remake they did was fine. I like on, on Vita or on PSP or I whatever. heard it was good. Yeah. Um, it was a good game. Silent Hill 2 is one of the it's best games awesome, of all time. Yeah. You and I played that game together and beat it, I remember. Mm-hmm. It's a great game. That's it. Like Every Silent Hill game after that was just like, you really can't make another good one, can you? 3 was terrible. 
And uh, then the PT four, trailer four was, was so, so promising. Right. It was so they fucking fucked it up. creepy. Like, it legitimately was like... I think the PT demo might have been, like, the creepiest atmosphere I've ever seen in a video game. It was terrifying. Yeah. And then they're just like, nah, canceled. Yeah. I never got the Norman Reedus thing. It's the name. Well, I mean, they were just going to put him as the star of the game, yeah. and then they got Guillermo del Toro to, like, write the story, which is good, because do that. Rad. That's yeah. fine. Like, but, that's great. But, like, if you're just going to cancel it <sighs> to continue going to the casual games market, like, you're Konami. Like, you own some of the most iconic games of all time. Like, why don't you make them? Like, now you have Allison Road. Have you seen that? No. Oh, it's, yeah, 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 I did. I yeah. mean, it looks like PT. I mean, they took, they even admit it, like, game inspired by the PT demo, full game. It looks creepy. I don't... Without Del Toro, though, and just... Yeah. I don't know. I mean, who yeah. knows? But weird game <laughs> series, man. So, Silent Hill is a classic. It is. Bless amazing. you, birthday it's, boy. Thanks. It still is, like, a great game. Yeah. Yeah, cool. it, it's... Uh, but again, again, uh, other than Silent Hill 1 and 2, which kind of makes sense together, like, in the timeline of things, <laughs> don't true. try to fucking tell me what yeah, the rest of them are about. Like, The Room? Yeah. Remember that one? Oh, God, that game was terrible. You're, like, in a room, and you look through the people. And, and like, then you get transported changes. to, yeah. That was really stupid. And then, <laughs> like, what was the Homecoming? and Homecoming. Which was, was like, the one that they gave to that American company to try and make it. And while it was fine, it was, okay. it was a serviceable game, it wasn't good. No, it was like Resident Evil 5. Yeah. It was fine. They can't, they just can't nail whatever magic they got in the second With one. With two. And like Resident Evil 1 and 2 are kind of, I mean, Code Veronica was awesome too, but it was a little less creepy. It was a great game. Like, mm -hmm. I just like the story of Code Veronica a lot more. It was a great story. Because it was like a self-contained kind of thing, and it was Chris and Claire, so it was kind of cool that it was like the brother and sister thing, so. Mm-hmm. And then, actually, there was that thing in the game where, like, that oh, dude yeah. was a brother and sister, but he had killed his sister, and he was playing both parts, and, oh. like, <laughs> it was really fucking creepy. And then you and I beat the last boss with a handgun and knife. Yep, yep. The only thing, the only, and we only had, what, five bullets? I wish live streaming existed back then. I know, because we did, the, it was impossible. It like, was. everybody was, like, we read online, like, oh, you have to have this many grenades and this we much like, We were like, we're fucked. We yeah. didn't save anything. And we just sat there, we just kept... We just kept at. I think we died like fifty times. We just yeah, kept we had doing a it. We were like, because we couldn't leave that area. We'd have to start the that entire game. Yeah, over. it was like it was like, well, if we're yeah. gonna beat it, and we killed the fucking final boss. It was probably total luck, but we eventually got the right move of just dodging with that knife and just yeah, we did it. Was it. So weird, but yeah, we did it. It was awesome. I was proud. It was very of uh, yeah, it was very fulfilling to do it that way. For your birthday, I'm gonna reward you for that now. Years later. How? how? Should I give you a hug? No. Why? Because there's something else going on than well, a Why hug. do you say that? Because there always is with you. No. Name a time there isn't. Okay, like, what do you mean? Like, what about if I just text you and say, like, hey, man. Yeah, I'll say, hey. Okay. But then it quickly goes into, like, how you, you're trying to fuck me. Or then you you're, you got mad at me for having a party last night that girls were at. Well, you have all those salutes around, and you're just... <sighs> Let's read our text, okay? Let's see here. Okay, go ahead. I said, when do you want to record tomorrow? For your birthday, I get you a tyke. Okay, that's a little weird, but... You said, I don't know. I mean, I don't want to jack off, but when do you want to record? No, you didn't say that. You're reading it wrong. Uh, <laughs> <sighs> Hold on. Let me get back to that. I
What? Um, okay. When did you ask me that? When, was it yesterday? Yeah. Okay. W- Want to meet up tomorrow morning, eat and record, and have birthday sex? <laughs> no, but we can eat and record. Okay, prudy fucking Judy. <laughs> okay, well. Then, then you said, hey, bouncy dick. I said, um, hey, bro. And you said, what's up, bouncy lick? And I said, I'm not bouncy dick or bouncy lick. You said, oh, yeah, okay, right. <laughs> okay. And I said, those are not things that people call me. And he, you said, I just did. And I said, but it isn't an established nickname. It's like if I called you come to. And then you said, yes. <laughs> I said, that isn't your name. And he, you said, I don't know. I like it. And then you, then you like... Then right after that, for some reason, you said, what's up, Horny Mountain? Like, we weren't talking. <laughs> and I said, nothing, just taking a no, nap. No, you, you misunderstood. S- I was asking you, what's up, Horny Mountain? Oh. Like, what's at the top? Oh. <laughs> you can bet. You just read it wrong. You can bet there's a, a lot of brothers and sisters up there. <laughs> that might be true. Uh, Want to do 11 tomorrow and lunch and record, brah? Yeah, that is good. Birthday boy gets a jack. Oh, no, sir. Where do you want me to take you for your birthday, bro? You name it. And then I said, where we should go. And then you said, do they blow? Because I would like to jack off a busboy of Chi-Chi's. <laughs> okay. There are no Chi-Chi's. Well, this hand is warmed up, and it's jacking someone right the fuck off. And I said, okay, maybe our server. Then you said, I do. <laughs> and I said, no. Th- you said, okay, maybe our server. And then 12 hours later, you said, I do. <laughs> what do you do? Our server? Read it. I said, you do what? I said, you said, or I said, you do what? You said, a lot, man. I said, what does that mean? You said, horny shit. <laughs> okay. And then I said, um, okay, so what's up, bro? You said, putting on big, putting on my big boy pants. Gonna book you. <laughs> we still eating and recording? I said, sure, when you're coming out. And he said, out or over? Okay. <laughs> I was going to finish getting ready and head over. Is that cool, Sexy Lexi? <laughs> That's you. Sexy Let's Lexi, Sexy Lexi, the birthday batch. <laughs> <laughs> so, anyways. Okay. Fine. Okay, you proved your point. Like, yeah. you sexually harass me every day. No, you harass me. No. You got mad. You get mad at me anytime I'm hanging out with anyone other than you. No. I mean, sorry, if it's a girl. Because Okay, let's, let me try to explain. Okay, Justin. I'd love to hear this yeah, explanation. Yeah, Justin will get a hold of me. I'm like, oh, what are you doing tomorrow? And he's like, I'm saying I'll record. And I'll be like, oh, going to dinner. And I'll be like, oh, with who? And I'll be like, this girl that I'm going to fuck and not hang out oh, with you. Oh, is that what I said? And I'll be like, oh, really? And like, okay, I just want you want to record. And you'll be like, nah, I'm going to have sex with all these bitches instead. Is that, that's just how you read it. I don't say that <laughs> stuff at all. <laughs> I wish it was. Then you get mad at me, and then you said, "Then I'm like, I'm like, well, I'm just, I mean, I'm not mad. just a friend." And then you're like, "Oh, cool." <laughs> I'm not mad. I'm just disappointed. <laughs> disappointed in what? Where you're choosing to put your thing? <laughs> I'm not putting it anywhere. Better not be. Uh, okay. Anyway, um, I so, was a uh, what? Oh, go ahead. Well, two things. One's quick. Can we stop? With these viral social experiment fucking videos. Wait, what? Yesterday, this took the cake, and you'll know exactly which ones I'm talking about, and I'm sure everyone listening does too. Yesterday, it was... Shocking video. White girls kiss black man for the first time, and here's what happened. 
<laughs> what the fuck? Right? Because you already see like the gay woman touches penis for the first time. Like it's so fucking dumb. Why would anybody care about that? I don't know. And I haven't really watched any of them, but I just see them come on my Facebook feed. And I saw gay man touches vagina for the first time. Here's what happened. What the Why? fuck? Right? <laughs> and it's like, and when you're getting to the point of white girl kisses a black man for the first time, here's what happened. What happened? I assume they fucking kiss. Yeah. And what else happened? Because they're two human beings. <laughs> like, I just don't like and does that even count as a what, social experiment? And also, like, what, what was going to happen when the lady touched a dick? Like, she's going to touch a dick for the first oh, time. Oh god, like, I'm oh. not, I'm not gay anymore. Feels, like, it feels like a warm dick. Yeah. I don't know. Like, I don't get it. At and whose dick was she touching? <laughs> so, just some strangers. I don't know. The picture was just like this smiling guy. I think like he was gay too. So they got a gay guy and let this gay girl touch his dick. What is the point? I don't know. Uh, and that's why those videos drive me insane. Uh, but it finally was the last straw when I saw a white girl kiss his black man for the first time. And here's what happened. I should have watched it because I'd like to know what happened, which yeah. I assume is they kiss. I don't mm-hmm. know what else the outcome mm-hmm. could be. Also, I'm going to watch it. And it's going to be like, and then he kidnaps her and makes her listen to G Unit. Yeah. And then like, he goes <laughs> to KFC. And it's like, I don't like, what is the possible outcome? Yeah. Um, so I've never uh, seen one of those really. Like, Apparently, you're friends with the right people on Facebook. I mean, I kind of want to look it up now. Look that up, please. I Let's see what happens when a white girl kisses a black man. Because I'm not making up or exaggerating this at all. I'd... Did you find I it? I guess this is it. I don't really know. I don't know. Hey, what's up, you guys? This is Teddy Ray. My name's Dana. My name is Slink Johnson. I'm Kate Pickett. I'll be kissing a white girl. I'll be kissing the European snow princess. And I'm going to kiss a black guy for the first time. <laughs> Holy shit. I've never kissed a black guy before. And it's not because I don't want to. I've thought about it a lot. I'm originally from Connecticut. It's kind of like kissing a white guy. And what I mean kind of is, it's exactly the same. One time I kissed this Filipino guy with huge lips, and he like slobbered all over my face. And I just don't know if I want to go there. Is this racist? To white lips, you know what I'm saying? I want to get past it, and I want to kiss a black guy. You know, everyone says black guys have, like, humongous dicks. I think black guys are intimidated. This is the most ignorant shit ever. I don't give a fuck, bitch. You can be purple if you got that ass. Are you acting right? So hopefully that guy's awesome. That guy rules and rules and everything. And maybe I'll get to see his dick. Okay, whore. I got gas. That's why I'm right. You're tall. Yeah, I'm a real one. This is good. I like this. And you have big lips. This is a porno. You are, while you're kissing me, I will marry you. It's customary in my culture that we grab like a handful of ass. So if you feel my middle finger in your ass, I'm fine with this guy. Don't get wrong. That's that's, that's endearment. Okay. Okay. Wait, is this a video making fun of the other videos I was talking about? I don't think. No, they're actually doing it. No, no. it, It is serious, isn't it? Yeah. Oh look, it's a lot like kissing mm. two kissing people. Mm. Yeah. That was good. <laughs> it's a kiss! It's a game. Oh my god, I haven't had sex in three months. <laughs> I might take him home. Oh, Slink Johnson will absolutely oh, yeah. take he's, you home. He's getting Slink. in there. <laughs> yeah. That's why you don't date brothers. You just move right into the nah, asshole. Now see, what happens is this. See, what happens is... That's why you don't date brothers? Like, see do the they foot. all just finger your asshole? Foot slide up. That was, that was... This is so... 
dumb. It's like borderline racist, right? Yeah. <laughs> then there's black guys kiss white guys for the first time. Look up uh, lesbians touch penis for first time. It's the only one I've watched. Like, it doesn't actually show you the penis. It's blacked out. Like, I watched that one, and I was like, I these videos, I'm over it. Like, <laughs> this is the stupidest thing I've ever seen. All right, my hand's a little cold. Is that gonna bother you? Yeah, I watched this. Like, oh not the whole God. thing. I watched like a minute of it. Wait, why are you taking your shirt off? Is that necessary? <laughs> I'm feeling very nervous. Like I've done public speaking, and I hate public speaking. Nearly got hit in my car, and this is definitely the most nervous I've ever been. Some so guy's not kind never... of creepy. <laughs> he is creepy as fuck. <laughs> I've never, ever, ever, ever touched a penis before. I've never touched a penis before. We get it. I it's should not be nervous video. to do this. It's just a body. I feel like I've gone my whole life trying to avoid this moment. I think it's gonna feel like you know when you go to the vet and your cat has to get like an injection, so they'll shave the fur off the cat, and then it's like the loose skin, but like a bag of raisins. <laughs> I think it'll feel like a snake. It's, All right, get to it. It's been warmed it's... up. It's a lot harder than I expected. Like not that it's like hard as in like you have a boner, but it's like hard. It feels like when I was a butcher and I would stuff the turkey necks I with the corn on the everything yeah, about this. this. Like, yeah. I didn't think balls would be that There's evil. also a gay men touch boobs for the first time, See, which like, I can't. all this. That's what I mean. Like, what? What it's is the not point? social experiment. It's not a social experiment because it's not anything weird. No. I mean, it's weird for the girl touching me if she's never touched it, I get it, but I mean, like, it's just a girl touching a dick. Yeah. No big deal. No, it's not a big deal. Yeah. And it's even weirder, like, white girl kisses black guy first time. Because yeah, that's just... Um, kissing isn't a racial distinction. No. Like, it's... Like, maybe in general, black guys might kiss slightly differently than white guys, but it's a kiss. Like, I don't... Oh, you think? I know. <laughs> I was a girl, like, I heard black guys have huge dicks. What's that to do with anything? Yeah, it has nothing to do with anything. <laughs> but Slink Johnson is my No, friend. he's my favorite person on Earth. <laughs> so, yeah. uh, um, what I was going to talk to you about for a minute... Well, you haven't heard it, have you? It's not about white privilege, too. Well, now I gotta look it up here. Well, Macklemore released a song yesterday, I think, the day before. And I want to disclaimer: Justin and I were talking in the car on the way here. I am not a Macklemore hater. I know a lot of people are very divided about Macklemore. I liked the heist. I thought yeah. it was a good record. It had songs I don't like. It had some songs I like a lot. I think he obviously can rap. He's a smart guy. I get why people think he's corny. Yeah. But deep down, tell me if you agree. I think that he is probably just like a pretty good dude that's trying to stand up for some good things. I think so. I think he has the right intentions. I don't think he's like a fraud. Um, no. That being said, I like the heist. The new album so far, Downtown is a joke. Yeah. I. Uh... It's bad. And like you said, he got like the most old school stale rappers he could. But like, And I get it, but it's like. He's trying so hard to be accepted by the black community. And I wish he would just more be himself. And just, you know, do his thing. Yeah. Like, what? when he, like, texted Kendrick Lamar telling Kendrick he should have won the Grammy instead of him, and then posted the text on Instagram, that was embarrassing. Yeah, it's just like, it super stop weird. it, dude. Just be proud of yourself. Yeah, um, yeah Kendrick should have won it over yeah. you, but regardless, you're just making yourself look weak, and it's just almost weird. It's almost you saying, like... Here, Kendrick, like, black people deserve this. Take it from me. He can't take it from you. No. You already won it. Just be proud of yourself yeah. and be happy. Yeah. But it's like, if anything, Kendrick obviously <clears throat> thought it was weird. And it's like... I would think it was weird, too. It be is like, weird. <laughs> be like, you, you won it, man. Like, yeah. Uh, <laughs> just calm down. 
And uh, so I just think, so Matt Kimore made this song. We're about to listen to it. And he, he he's talking about, you know, Black Lives Matter and this and that. And he obviously has his heart in the right place. And I get, I told you on the way here, the idea of Elise's song might bring it up against people or family members that would never talk about it to maybe think about something. And I get that. Yeah. But it's almost like this weird feeling of white guilt you feel like Macklemore has, where it's just like he wants to be accepted by this black culture and real rap, and he's not. He has more of that mainstream fan, but it's just like, that's your lane. And it's just kind of yeah, like, I get that when you thrift like, shop, yeah, you yeah. probably didn't want that to be the single. And there are some really good hip-hop songs on that record, but the lane you're in is unfortunate the lane you're in. But it's not unfortunate because you're making a lot of money. Yeah. And some black people are going to like you and some are going to think you're super corny. Yeah, that's okay. This is the thing is like the reason matter. why he's Same with white people. The reason why he's corny is because he's so fucking earnest about everything. Yeah, like he he's just he's one of those people who's like, yes, his intentions are good. Yes, like it's nice that he's saying these things and sure. you know whatever. But it's like it's like just tone it down some. Yeah. <laughs> like you know what I mean? Like not not everything is the most important thing in the world. Yeah. You don't have to make fourteen <laughs> songs about it. Like no, yeah. Like, we get it, like, uh, say, like same love is a good message. Yeah, but it's super over earnest. Like, you know, yeah. <laughs> like the last thing that anybody needs is like some fucking, you know, <laughs> super sincere white guy like telling us that the uh, hating gay people is wrong. Like, yeah, and like that's what I mean. Like, and yeah, like they are good messages. The white privilege thing is a great message because it, it, it's bringing up some important stuff that's mm-hmm. really going on in our country, but. I don't know. I think I would almost just rather a normal song from him. Like, yeah. It's just to the point of, like, it's nine minutes long. It's just kind of like, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, you can judge. Just listen to, like, the first minute or two. And, like, he goes in town about Miley and Iggy. We'll talk about it after. Just get through that part. And there's a break. To the parking lot, parked it, zipped up my parka, joined the procession of marchers. In my head, like, is this awkward? Should I even be here marching? Thinking that they can't, how can I breathe? Thinking that they chant, what do I sing? I wanna take a stance, cause we are not free. And then I thought about it, we are not we. Am I on the outside looking in? Or am I on the inside looking out? Is it my place to get my two cents? Or should I stand on the side and shut my mouth? No justice, no peace. Okay, I'm saying that. They're chatting out Black Lives Matter. But I don't say it back. Is it okay for me to say? I don't know, so I watch and stand in front of a line of police that look the same as me. Only separated by a badge, a baton, a can, a mace, a mask, a shield, a gun with gloves on hands. It gives an alibi in case somebody dies behind a bullet that flies. That other nine takes another child's life on sight. Shit about it. There you go again. Co-op. Ben. 
Think about it. You've exploited and stolen the music, the moment, the magic, the passion, the fashion you toy with. The culture was never yours to make better. Your Miley, your Elvis, your Iggy Azalea. Make it so plastic, you've heisted the magic. You've taken the drums and the accent you wrapped in your brand of hip hop. is so fascist and backwards. The Grandmaster Flash that goes slapping you bastard. All the money that you made off the water down. Pop bullshit version of the culture, pal. Go buy a big ass long, go with your big ass house. Get a big ass fence, keep people out. It's all stolen anyway. Can't you see that now? There's no way for you to even out you can yeah, join the march protest like i get what he's he's talking about himself or whatever yeah. and like what people say about him and that's fine but like the first verse you're talking about like are you part of this or are you not part yeah. of this like is it is it okay to be part of it or not but then why is the second verse about woe is me yeah i'm so sad like like if you look if you believe in something believe in it and then yeah. stand up for it. You I mean, he's a good person, you know? He seems like a I very agree. good person That's, and, yeah. like, a nice guy, and, like, he, he clearly cares about this. Yeah. But, like, you don't need a nine-minute song about it. Like You don't need to vindicate yourself. That's just it. Like, I, you don't need to ask black people's permission to go to a Black Lives Matter rally. And even in the background, you hear, like, what is he doing here? I don't think black people do that. No. I don't think. I've been to those fucking rallies, and no one's I ever said anything. I think if you're there and you're supportive, that's all that matters. Right. And people They're, don't want to hear the all lives matter. They just want somebody knowing. I don't say they. I'm not generalizing black people. You know what I mean? Like, oh, like DJ Khaled said. Like, you don't need permission. Just go do your thing. Yeah. And if you believe strongly in it, people will see that. Yeah. This is the thing is that if anything, the fact that you're there is is good because they because the people who are there and this matters to the most see that it's it's being heard. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, and I'm sure that's what this, this song does as well. And it's fine. But like the people who think he's corny and don't accept him in hip hop are the same people who will make fun of this song. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like they're going to be like, well, he's all he's doing is just co-opting our culture even more to the point. Now he's co-opting a a thing that like matters a lot, you know? Yeah. And and it's, it's like, he just go to the, like (laughs) just go to the rallies. Yeah. Like go to the fucking, that song could definitely bring up like, in a white, weird, like, southern family, maybe a kid listens to it, bring up some good dinnertime conversation, and maybe get people to open their eyes more, but I don't know. It's like, I hate to say corny, but, like, I just heard it, and I was kind of like, okay. I, I mean, mean he, he is. He's just fucking corny. Yeah. And, like, I, the thing is, is that clearly he's very good at what he does. Yeah. Like, the, it's a good, talented, those are no very question. good verses. Everything about it's well put together, but the message behind it is, like, you you can spend your time doing better shit. Like, we get it. Like you, you could have one verse on a song about it, and we would understand. Yeah, but a nine minute fucking. That's it. Like Massive Nights on our first year, song Drown, which is one of our most popular ones, and it's about the same thing. Yeah. Granted, half of our group is black. I mean, one half, but Tim. So his verse, obviously, but mine's kind of about the same thing. But like, it, I guess the difference is to me, it never occurred for me to write from that perspective he did no. about me being white in the situation. I just wrote about it. Because it's important. Yeah. It doesn't matter. I don't think I should apologize. This is my thing is it doesn't, what what he's failing to understand is it doesn't matter that like the cops look like you. It doesn't matter like, you know, um, you're not on the, you shouldn't keep your mouth shut or stand on the sidelines. What matters is that you're there and you're supporting it and you're, you're doing it. Like this is like this is nice for him to bring awareness to it, but it's not necessary. Like he no. would bring more awareness to it if he just went to the rallies because he has a fucking name. Like you know He's what I mean? Star. Yeah. yeah. It's like I mean it's like when like if like when Kendrick shows up at one of those. Like show he up. yeah, and it's like 
yeah, then they it gets covered. It gets in the news. Like, yeah. you know, if he organized a, a, a march. And if you do it, it smart, would be a huge like thing. J. Cole is cool. Like, you see, he seems like a legit dude because he went to, like, the Michael Brown thing and stuff. He didn't tell anybody. He wore normal clothes. He didn't have yeah, any cameras. He just cameras. showed up. He just showed up because he cares. You could tell it wasn't a gimmick. It wasn't press. He doesn't need it. And this is the thing is he that by cared. doing that, like, it, it becomes a story. Then you're real. Like, yeah. yeah. And, and it becomes like, a story yeah. and then it brings attention to it. Like, yeah. this song is like, you release a song like this and it's nine minutes long. It's not going to be on the radio. Yeah. Um, no. You release a song like this, it's a blip on the radar and it goes away. Yeah. Like, but if you show up to these things or you organize your own thing or whatever, that becomes this real story that brings attention to something that people don't consider. That's true. Like, I, I don't know. I mean, that's the thing. I have a hard time, like, being hard on him because, like, he is a fucking sincere person. He clearly yeah, cares he's, about what I he's like talking him. Like, about. I like the dude. Yeah. I like a lot of his music. Yeah. He definitely can rap. Yeah. He's smart. He seems like a good guy to his fans. Like, yeah. you know, he's. He, he, I, mean, I met him. Like, guy, we played with him. He was really nice. It's just like you corny motherfucker. Yeah, like you know, like, like you just—he's one of those people who like you. You're like, you're like, man, he's—he just seems like a really great person. I'm, I'm glad he's like got all his success and shit. But and then you just want to be like, but I just gotta shake my fucking head at him. Yeah, like, that's just it, man. Like, he seems like a cool dude. He probably is a cool. He is a cool dude. I've met him. Yeah. But uh, we'll say. But yeah, I mean, I don't know. That's just. That song is a thing, I guess. Maybe it'll do some good. I mean, it doesn't. It doesn't hurt that it's in the world. No, not at all. I just feel like it's a, totally like a weird way to go about it. That's yeah, all. I agree completely. So I mean, um, so we can move from um, that to to. Uh, I guess we can end with something more fun. Um, somebody sent us a new uh, creepy country song. Okay, did they? What's, what? Is, what were you just doing? What is wrong with you? <laughs> um, I was just being goofy. Yeah, you were staring at me like breathing through your nose all weird. Like No, I wasn't. Okay. I was staring at you like Oh, <laughs> oh our uh our uh overdubbing of porn video. Right, Justin and I were talking about it'd be awesome if like we got paid to come down here on these microphones and overdub pornos. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. Eat <laughs> that. Oh, eat that pussy. I'll swallow my pearly load. Eat that pussy. Oh, oh here it comes. The snake is fucking on. <laughs> the snake is fucking on. Yeah, what? He's swinging it around. It's about to shoot its pearly the, load. I think that's the name of this episode. What? <laughs> the snake is fucking on. The snake on. is fucking on. <laughs> All right, so uh, Anchorless Drifter wrote in and said... Uh, I know the thing. The last thing you want to do is go down another country music rabbit hole. You are, could not be more wrong. Um, but I heard this at a pub a couple of weeks ago, and it's too good, bad, creepy not to share. Um, it, he heard it on a hockey radio show, and he wants to, us to listen to it. So let's listen to, hold on. Cole Swindle, Let Me See You, Girl. You look at this guy. He's a creep, for sure. Oh my gosh, yeah. That guy's smiles like, hey, babe. <laughs> yeah, you got every guy in here spinning around, spilling their beer. I bet you came out to have a good time. So what you say we leave your friends with mine? Oh, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. There's an official video. I'd much rather see yeah, yeah, the I'll official video. Out. Of course, he's out on stage with a red solo cup. Why wouldn't he be? 
Now let's listen to the creepy. Yeah, you got every guy in here spinning around, spilling their beer. I bet you came out to have a good time. So what you say we leave your friends with mine? So you want to separate her from her friends? Yeah, they'll be all right. I just want to see you shine. Girl, you tearing that dance floor up. Let me see you do it in the bed of my truck. You sure know how to shake it all right. Let me see you do it in the Tennessee moonlight. Whoa, baby, let's go down a little road. Nobody else knows. Oh, oh, oh. Cool. That road nobody knows about. In the bed of my truck. <laughs> Dance. <laughs> We're gonna leave your friends behind. Cause I've been planning it. <laughs> Talking about kidnapping. <laughs> You know what occurs to me <laughs> when we watch things like this? Um, you know those books you can buy of like letters that like serial killers wrote? Yeah. I feel like we could turn those into songs and people <laughs> would just love them. <laughs> Curse of notes. Yeah. Yeah. What is? What do you mean you're gonna take her down a road nobody knows about? Like what? I don't think he's talking in metaphors. There. Uh, no, he's literally going to. Yeah. Take her down a road in the bed of his truck. <laughs> oh, baby, gonna kidnapping. Take this pill and then you'll be napping. <laughs> Drag me down in the back of my truck. Pull your panties off and I start to fuck. Whoa! <laughs> fuck you, bitch. <laughs> fuck you, bitch. Girl, you fuck my boy. I don't give, give a fuck. <laughs> I think that's it on that. Okay. Um, unless you want to listen to more. <laughs> no. no. <laughs> oh, wait. No, we have to. We have to. Because I found one called by Michael Ray called Kiss You in the Morning. Okay. That's <laughs> yeah. He's in a car, and of course, like a girl pulls up and is automatically in love with him. He has a big tribal tattoo sleeve, first of all. All right. I'm like, oh god, that's just. Uh, I guess we can uh, wrap it up and then yeah. we have to figure out a plan here. Oh yeah, yeah, true. <laughs> um. Um.
Well, at least we got to record that didn't preclude us. That's know? true. <laughs> Something did happen before this that was kind of sucked and it almost made us not record. And we were like, nope. Yeah. We're going to get it done no matter what. Um, and we'll be back in a week for my birthday. Yeah. What, uh, next Saturday. Uh, and with oh, a guest. I, we'll have a guest next Saturday. I, I know what song we'll end this. What do you want to end with? Uh, Happy birthday to me by the Vandals. I was going to say. Yeah, you got to. <laughs> it's my birthday. I'll do what I want to. Fuck you. It's not your birthday. So uh, if you have questions, we'll get to questions next week since we didn't today. If you have opinions on anything we said, you can send in yours, but it's probably wrong. Yeah. And yeah, yeah. yeah I mean, outside of that, thank you for listening, and uh, we'll be back next Saturday. And uh, send some stuff in. Follow us on Twitter, rate us on iTunes, and uh, thank you very much. Yeah. Wish Justin a happy birthday. Yeah, if you want to. Do it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's He'll okay. Sex you right back. It's okay if you don't. Also, He'll fucking sex you right back. Um, yeah, I'll, I'll, Hell I'll sex yeah, you. I'll sex you right back. Uh, okay. All right. Okay. Well, we'll talk All to you guys. Right. Oh, yeah. Sounds good. Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Who are you? Yeah. Uh, me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Who else? <laughs> oh, I'm the man made of Play-Doh. Oh, that's weird. Uh, How did you come to life? Well, my dick did it, uh, and quickly followed the rest of my body. Uh, and my Play-Doh dick, it has a mind of its own. What? Uh, who made you? Oh, uh, the animator. <laughs> oh, is that like the guy you consider be God? Or? Yeah, he sculpted me. Yeah. Dick first. Okay. Well, why? That's my name. Dick first? Yes. Oh, that's a cool name, man. D-I-K-F-U-R-S-T. Is that first, first and last name or just one word? Uh, first and last. Okay. My last name is first. Oh, get it. <laughs> yeah, that's it's funny. funny. That is funny. Just like my dick. It's yeah. funny. You're pretty funny for a Play-Doh guy. Thank you. Yeah, I've never really I, met one before. I'm but. yellow. Yeah, I can tell. I'm yellow Play-Doh. Uh, I know. With a blue dick. Why didn't you like turn into a real person, though? Like, Why are you still made of Play-Doh? Uh, you could not ask me. I have to ask the animator? Yes. Well, where does he live? Yeah, it's me. You're the animator. Yes. So you created your own self? Absolutely. Yeah, but you needed started a, dick. Needed a new dick. You started dick for... Needed a new dick. Well, you didn't have one before? It didn't work well. Okay, but like... This blue one works great. <laughs> but you said that you... Can't, yes. You said, yes. Okay, could you... I want to ask you a question. Okay, go ahead. Um, yes. You said... Yes. Uh, okay. <laughs> You said that uh, you said that you came to life. Your dick came to life first, yes. and then the rest of you followed. Correct. Well, how did you live and make another dick if you were all, if you weren't alive? Science, my boy. Science it was, and science it is. <laughs> oh, cool. My dick first. It's blue and it's great. Uh, I. It works well. It shoots across the room. Why are you all of a sudden British? <laughs> <laughs> Oh. Uh, all right. All right. See you guys next week. See ya.
Steven Tyler, uh. and I fuck, and I'm haunted, don't give a fuck. Do you have a son? Do you have a daughter? Me too, and uh. I fuck them all. Oh. Uh, Do you want to record? Yeah, man. Yeah. All right. Okay. You weren't recording that, were you? Yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, people are going to find out. 